0: Hey everyone, on our Paul Thomas Anderson episode, we started to discuss book adaptations that we felt maybe didn't live up to the source material, and that conversation prompted the question, what is the best medium for adapting a book, film or television?
1: Post game wrap up here on uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, and just a uh, uh, a point that we didn't get to discuss earlier uh, was just Hollywood's uh, kind of um, you know fear of, of a of a a movie too you know this too long like a, a a book adaptation could be done yeah in, you know in in acts in you know split up but but still give it the the four or five hours that it deserves and you can cover all of the content that you miss i mean i think that's one of the big problems with with hollywood film uh, book adaptations is they 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 have to cut they have to try to squeeze this into you know an hour and a half two tops like two and a half you're pushing it like right? mm.
0: No, and it's interesting because I remember having this conversation with you about Inherent Vice when it first came out, and that's what started this. That's what prompted mm. you, that very comment prompted our our need to do this. When when I first saw Inherent Vice, um, I thought this should be this shouldn't have been a movie. This should have been a mini series. Yeah. On on either released through Netflix, HBO. Uh, some premium channel, stars in the U S like, you know what they're doing with Ash versus the evil dead. Yeah. You know, it should, it should be, um, AMC, any of these channels that, that, uh, you know, uh, are sourcing may like, for example, AMC has the walking dead. It's sourcing, uh, you know, a, a comic novel, book, yeah. right. Um, same thing with, um, Netflix with the, some of the Marvel stuff sourcing again, uh, yeah. comic book material. And it's just with inherent vice, can you imagine uh, that book completely recreated, and how visually stunning in your mind it is? But also how doable it is, and Paul Thomas Anderson has proved that visually it's doable. Yeah, um, imagine that as as a two, you know, a ten episode um, miniseries. Or, like the BBC does even just do like four two hour episodes like they do with yeah. a- luther Th-
1: that was that was one I was one uh, I thought of actually um that I was um i, I didn't bring up just because they, they you know kind of uh, straying straying off topic a bit, but um the Hitchhiker's Guide to the galaxy exactly. they did yeah, yeah. they did um a BBC mini series way back in the day, and if you've only seen the more recent film adaptation, which was okay, I yeah, mean, it was it wasn't, pretty good. wasn't awful. But the original series uh, was able to elaborate so much on on some of those things that they really had to make uh, minor points in in the movie in order to get that into like an hour and a half. Yeah, know? like
0: Inherent Vice could have been one of the best American television, you know, experiences to just the normal consumer, not the not that. Average Pinchon fan, not the average film goer or TV watcher. Everyone would universally latch onto something, yeah, and and ride that roller coaster. And and like like I said, with a lot of the these um, premium channels, you know, using this content. And obviously, again, like you mentioned with his Guide, um, it's I. Maybe that's why I'm so apprehensive about endorsing Inherent Vice, because I just know how much better it could be. Same problem I have with On the Road. I yeah. think it was a valiant effort, but all I can think of is, I, I love that book because of all of the individual interactions. It, it And it, it very much feels as though you're traveling along with Sal, yeah. you know? So it's...
1: Yeah, I mean it's 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 a sh- it's a real shame that that isn't because I mean uh, like a book is a commitment and it's yeah. almost like a movie is just um they're almost forcing the idea that it can't be it can't be a commitment no. and that's not at all the case I mean I, you know as evidenced by all of these you know extremely um you know highly acclaimed series that oh, yeah. that people that people will just you know they'll they'll dive in and they'll watch you know game of thrones somebody who's catching up exactly now he's gonna watch every night like four (laughs) episodes for a goddamn month even lost yeah think think about the
0: lost phenomenon yeah you know uh it's i literally i remember um when the final season of lost came out on dvd i hadn't seen a single episode my girlfriend at the time made me go to her house and <laughs> while she went to work, because we had just gotten back from tour, yeah, right? Yeah. While she went to work, she was like, you watch Lost. You watch every episode and then I'm gonna come home, and we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like my homework assignment for the day. And but like you know, and that builds conversations. That builds the exact thing that we're doing here. The love for movies that we have, um you know it, I, I just I can't imagine how much I would adore um like even a four part miniseries, but mm-hmm. you know, one a one season kind of American style ten episode premium channel arc or the BBC style, you know, four episode, two hours long, basically like four movies. Um, you know that style of uh, it, it,
1: it. I mean, is it is it just so gratifying? Is it just stigmatized here in America? Is TV just stigmatized to that extent that it's not? Because I know, yeah. I know, generally in you know, there's always been that perception in Hollywood that like you're a movie actor or you're a TV actor, and that yeah, has and it seems to be eroded. starting to blur, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, more more recently for <laughs> sure, but but um, but it doesn't seem like that same. Uh, that same thing is true uh, in, you know, in, uh, you know, on the BBC, for instance. Yeah. It's, it's not, um, it doesn't seem as stigmatized, and it doesn't seem like there's the same, uh, you know, the same drive to, like, if we're going to create a TV series, this must be something that continues. I mean, I always look at um, the American office versus the British office. Absolutely. where once, once Gervais is done telling the story, it's he just over. ends it. Yeah. You know? And he moves and, on to his next project. And that that could easily be the way that we're um the way that we're seeing a lot of these adaptations that that that's the complaint you hear absolutely,
0: from people, you, you know, know, and that's the thing why i like why I like Netflix as a platform and and what Amazon Prime is starting to get into and all of these things uh that are the streaming services uh I know here in Canada, obviously Rogers and Bell are both getting into that market with uh Show Me and uh uh, Crave TV, <laughs> respectively, yeah, yeah. Um, which, you know, it, it, who cares what your opinions are of that? I like the idea of having, even uh, that the free service Crackle yeah. um, has original programming and it has um, dedicated fan bases you know and you're able to much like house of cards or any of these things you're able to del- delve into these characters and for example if there was never an, another season of house of cards i i would still adore that show we'd still talk about it as much as we do now it's so interesting it's such a good point you know i talk to people about luther (laughs) on the regular and you know i've I've had many conversations with you um and there's and in, in the case of bbc programming you're absolutely right they're so fearless about how they approach it they're just this is a good idea we have no intention of maybe going you know more than two or three seasons and they're going to be like two years apart sherlock is another perfect example of that this isn't regular programming it's a special event and we're we're promoting it in that fashion where and and then they're able to obviously maximize on ad revenue and stuff like that i don't think that any of that would be bothersome with a title like inherent vice if it's cutting the commercial who cares it just means that i can think back over all of the shit that you've just shown me that's just overwhelmingly dense in content you know it's just such a shame um you know that a book and it's it's definitely probably out of all of his titles like one of the most approachable and the fact that i jokingly call it a cole's notes version of the book it's like can you imagine if someone tackled gravity's rainbow or like v or something like that which you know is his first one and uh, it's it's like the size of a fucking dictionary yeah it, 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 conversely now that if anyone if any producers in hollywood are hearing this <laughs> i want to make a, pr- a proposition to you since we're we're both patting thomas pinchon on the back and we're talking about the idea of a mini-series go to his next most approachable title which is the crying of lot 49 and make me a miniseries, and i will promote the fuck out of it you can sponsor the show, and I I will sing it from the rooftops. So I'll paint my car up and drive around with a megaphone, saying, "Watch the Crying of Lot Forty Nine on this premium service or premium channel." Because it's like, why why are more people doing this with these amazing works of literature? They're mashing, you know, the uh, the basic idea of a film into two minutes of of uh, or sorry, into two hours of 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 you know, hyper fast and, and unabsorbable content.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, you end up as well, um, creating a, a sort of a void, you know, whereby, you know, other, other directors, other, um, you know, um, production houses may, may shy away from, from, you know, some of this person's works for a period of time afterwards. I mean, I doubt we'll see another, you know Thomas Binchon or or you know Kerouac adaptation for a little while. You know,
0: yeah. And look at look at and, for example, we we alluded to uh, Big Sur on the show mm-hmm. uh, or on the episode, and and it 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 was done for like half as much money, mm-hmm. um, and had some notable actors, but it it didn't have the marketing budget. It didn't have anything that 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 um, on the road did. And I realize that's a generational classic, but Big Sur is a phenomenal. You know, and very like depressing, almost and and bitter, but like emotionally easy to connect with piece of of literature, and, and I thought the film did a great job with it. And then it was made for half as much money. But imagine either of those, or even um, Danny alluded to Dharma bombs. Imagine that as a TV series. Yeah, you know, it'd be amazing. Just yeah. Sal or like Jack Kerouac his character in that book. I can't think of his name, but Jack Kerouac mm. traveling around and 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 just meeting these interesting. Um crazy characters, you know, just it's, it's
1: I wonder if the two hour movie is even just a construct of like the um the th- the th- of the theater in general, you know you've gotta lay out these you know ticket sales are are all sort of gonna be you know
0: yeah, and i, I don't think that will ever is die that off a factor, yeah, I don't is think that... it'll ever die off, but I think that you have to realize when you approach content, and I think that is. To go back to the original argument, because we're straying very far, and that's yeah. my fault, yeah. <laughs> um, as <It> usual. <laughs> uh, um. To go back to the original argument, I think that my issue with this film is truly the fact that Paul Thomas Anderson, being the talent that he is as a writer, as a producer, as a director, um, he should have been able to see that, that this piece of art perhaps didn't belong in a traditional cinematic format on 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 the big screen that it may be better served to an audience and make just as much money if not more
1: or on a small screen or like you said as well during during the the conversation earlier um just Strip it down, like give us give us one angle. Yes, at yeah, it, yeah, you know? yeah don't... exactly.
0: Make it a strict detective movie, and don't with tr- the nuance of a stoner,
1: and don't try to cover all of this content just to have it there. Yeah, you know, either either you laser focus in yeah. on the specific kind of plot that you want to make this movie about, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and ignore the kind of you know the side. Yeah, stories, the pussy
0: eater they, they, special, the um, the laced weed, the the whole Adrian Prussia arc, which I love in the book, but you know, if you, you know, yeah, you're you, not going to do it, justice, yeah, if you just, then don't do it, there's no there's no reason to to bring to, to even take Bigfoot's character to that side because there's, you're not connected enough with Bigfoot to have any emotional connection when you find out oh his partner's fucking been killed by a, by a character who I also don't fucking know yeah like it doesn't make any sense
1: yeah yeah
0: it's like it's like it, it's the equivalent that it, it's like someone reading an article in a newspaper in a movie aloud and you're like oh well that's sad and then you move on
1: and it's a, and it's amazing that it's such a common criticism of so many um adaptations that it doesn't yeah. get taken more seriously you know
0: well and that's the thing like people you know I, I i've said on a handful of episodes now that the crow is one of my favorite movies um Mostly for nostalgia reasons now, because I realize now that I've gotten older, there are some issues with the film. But at the same time, it does stand up in the sense that it has 100% uh, stripped down that film uh, to the bare bones of the story, which is a love story, a tragic love story, and then built it back up in the parameters of the, the, the universe that they have created in the script. So, no skull cowboy, no. Um, you know, um, uh, I believe they added a fourth guy to have a, a more action based story arc. They, they, uh, villain. Um, uh, they've brought in the industrial theme. They made Eric a guitar player in a band. You know, all of these things just to to create the world, and it's not taking away from the the James O'Barr comic. And it's not um, taking the film so far away that it ends up a fucking musical, which was something that they had intended, you know. And it's, you know, I think that that's a perfect example of what you could do. And it's not, you know, because you can't expect Sin City. Or something like that with every adaptation, where it's just literally, oh, okay, what's on the page is now in the movie. V for Vendetta is another great example where they took a comic and made it exact, like exactly the same, except for obviously all the radio stuff is not TV stuff and things like that. Essentially,
1: but it is—I mean, it is a little bit different with for the, comics, with yeah. The I'm not giving, I'm, I'm not, comic, yeah, yeah,
0: because you do have you basically have your storyboards for you, before, yeah, yeah. So and they're, uh, but, and they're
1: not as dialogue-driven; they are more, you know, more visual. In like in a lot of cases, if you were to take, you know, a story arc. From from a comic series mm. you're probably dealing with a similar amount of dialogue as as a standard you know hour and a half two hour film whereas yeah okay so I let's think... take the
0: fugitive and i know it's not a book again but that's a tv series that's also based obviously off of the um a, a very famous actual uh well, a handful of actual cases it was the S- sam Shepard, right uh sorry. in any case um And they basically turned around and made a film with Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones. And I realized two actors at the top of their game that had no fucking script and made it this concise (laughs) two hour film, you know, that that stands up to today as, as a fantastic action piece.
1: I don't care was ad libbed, right? I think he. Was yeah, I don't. That, before, yeah. that
0: whole script, like they basically <laughs> they wrote the pages the day up. But yeah, the I don't care is ad libbed. Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they weren't even shooting. It was just Tommy Lee jo- just yeah. fucking Harrison Ford saying even... some inane shit, and Tom Lee Jones just I don't care. I don't give a shit, Harrison. <laughs> I just don't care.
0: But yeah, there's so many examples of just taking a really dense concept and i realize i'm not bringing up any book examples and i'm sorry but i think fight club is a valid one and stripping I, I think it fi- down but
1: the problem with fight club is, it, is it was a concise enough book to do it it really yeah, was. yeah it, it, there i see your point there there wasn't a whole lot else to cover there were my reasons for not liking fight club are a little bit different like mm. like i said i mean i liked creating those characters in my head i liked some of the um the the uh, like what Danny said, like the whole punch through his cheek. He's not a good looking guy. Like he's fighting all the time, and yeah, yet they've got yeah, him, yeah, you know, yeah. as a a model with like a little scratch on his cheek or something like that. For most of the movie, you know, it's like it's it's just not. Um, I don't know. Um,
0: I understand. Uh, you know, I just. I, and they didn't. I the guess, Wizard of Oz is a fantastic example.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I think uh, Catch Me If You Can um and i realize obviously you have the you have Frank Abagnale there to be like no 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 okay this is this is this is the scoop but it's it's based on his his book essentially mm-hmm. you know so there are examples yeah. in any case of uh casino royale is another example where you know and i love the book casino royale but there's literally like half chapters dude where they're fucking reading dossiers they're just you're just (laughs) reading you're reading the characters reading dossiers (laughs) you know Yeah, yeah and it's like you know you have to know that okay well all this can just go away so my point is with the the films you know like you said either strip it down or or recognize that it if you're going to keep it in its purest form as it is in in a novel you that you recognize that you have the tools at your disposal to still make it economically viable and make it um artistic to an uncompromising extent yeah. like you do not have to um you know step back and take some fucking uh as as East would say, cocaine producers bullshit notes anymore, because you you can just say fuck it. I'm going to any major network. I'm going to any major streaming service. I'm going to any major studio, and and they'll they'll Gladly, they'll, huh, they'll man, yeah, yeah. I'm Paul fucking Thomas fucking Anderson <laughs> fucking, <laughs> and because uh, I didn't do enough swearing in the yeah, episode. Yeah, no. um, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I got, you know, I have the golden ticket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have the Midas touch of art, art house in mainstream, so to speak. And, and, and if I go to, I go to any studio and say, I want to produce a mini series for, for a streaming service that we can then turn around and sell for a fuck load of money. If I'm a bajillionaire producer, or even just an owner or even an ops guy at one of these studios, I'm going, yes, Paul Thomas Anderson, that is right. You can do that, and you can do that here. Here is your mountain of money. (laughs) Uh.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is, you know, I I guess you just, you can't, you can't be making these movies with just nods to the people that have read the content and then, you know, alienating both those that, that. You know that want to see the the whole story and that and that um, haven't ever heard the story and and just want something coherent that they can that they can watch. I mean, and I think to do that you either have to do the full story or you really have to just do a fraction thereof. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'd prefer the full story. I mean, it's a shame again that we we just don't um, don't seem to have the the courage to kind of break that mold and. And whatever pressure is is being put on on people to continue you know the 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 you know the standard is a bit longer than it was before I mean I think you're seeing more you know two hour you know two two fifteen two ten kinda of, kind of movies but um and not every movie you know, is
0: a godfather or something like that yeah. where I wanna sit through that you yeah. know. Yeah, there, there's also a problem with which is another debate. But there's with recognizing of... what it should be. Yeah. And Inherent Vice also is not a movie that I want to sit through four hours in a movie theater. But I'd gladly sit in my own home in my underwear. Uh, why I'm in my underwear, I don't know. But I, it's a good image. Um, <laughs> and and watch a weekly episode or watch, binge watch as as yeah. as it becomes friends.
1: You know, like I had said, yeah. like an hour and fifteen, hour and thirty there's you know your first movie you know exactly exactly you don't have to release these things like a year or two apart you know like oh yeah exactly like just but but just don't um don't use the you know don't use the the content just to have you know um you know just to have uh Like, don't, don't use the content just for – the original content just for its recognizability, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't use something like Inherent Vice just so that people are like, oh, yeah, like, I heard that's a great novel, or, oh, yeah, I read that, and it's a fantastic novel, I'll, mm-hmm. you know, go see this, um, without understanding that or, – or not without understanding. I mean, obviously, he understands. Um, yeah, but he's with a, that, a big fan without, of the
0: book, and he's a big fan of Pinchot, but it's my understanding.
1: Without, you know, really – Doing it justice without giving it um, you know, the, the time that it deserves. Oh
0: and especially with someone like Pinchon, because you know how rabid his fans are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The cult following that is his fan base is um just absolutely devoted to this man and just hangs off of his every word. Yeah. And you know, for a guy who basically if, you know to give you a good visual it's like okay i wrote a new book throw it out on the street and close the door and never talk to anyone <laughs> you know he just lives a normal life he just lives a normal he doesn't want to be a star he doesn't want to be anything even you remember when he was uh his his pinch well, like on, on, uh, on the simpsons yeah <laughs> and he's just the, the paper bag with the question mark right yeah. and uh he voiced that himself though
1: yeah, he did it over the phone. He yeah. didn't even go in. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah, it's so cool. It's you know, he and it just shows that there's something obviously if if PTA himself is is very much a um, a proponent of, of his work, then then it goes without saying that you would assume that he'd be able to to recognize the the scale um, or rather the this the, the the kind of kid gloves that this material needs to be handled with. Yeah. Thanks for doing this with me, Devin. Yeah, no, no worries. No yeah. worries. Good, yeah, it's good little, good little wrap up. Yeah, post, uh, post episode show. <laughs> yeah, we're doing our own after show.
1: Make longer ass movies. Do it. Yeah. Just...
0: make longer movies, and if you love a book, don't be afraid of the idea of a miniseries if it deserves it. Do it. People will consume it and you can still make a ton of money.
1: Ah.
0: All right. So remember, this is just the beginning of the conversation. We really, really want to continue this one on with you. So we'd like very much if you'd hop on your computing machines and contact us at our new Twitter uh, for the show, which is at Mermel Podcast, at MRML Podcast on Twitter. And of course, you can tweet me at NotBrandonFleet uh, as well, or email show at com. Tell us what you think. Are book adaptations more satisfying on the big screen or small screen? What books do you hope to see made into film or television? I'm super curious about your thoughts on all of this. Uh, if you're listening to the show, uh, please remember to subscribe, rate, review, wherever you take part. Uh, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, YouTube, or one of the many other ways you can find us on Ye old Interweb. Uh, It's always great to hear from you, Uh, and we love discussing movies. So until Wednesday, when you'll hear our discussion on Evil Dead, thanks for hanging out with us.